happy Halloween, Merai. For this episode, we are going to be doing something very special. And with this, we are going to be doing a, another creepypasta reading. And it's for those of you who have a deep fear of clowns. And that's what we're going to be doing today. Hello, everyone. This is Jade from the Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. And in this episode, we are going to be reading The Origin of Laughing Jack. So, for those of you listening, sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. But for those of you who have a deep-seated fear of clowns, I suggest you click away. But for everyone else, let us begin. It was Christmas Eve in snowy 1800s London, England, and in a small house at the edge of town, there lived a lonely seven-year-old boy named Isaac. Isaac was a small child with not a friend to his name. While most children were spending time with their families and eagerly looking forward to opening the presents that were placed with care beneath a beautifully decorated Christmas tree, little Isaac spent most holy of nights alone. In his cold, dusty attic room, Isaac's parents were very poor. His mother was a strict Croelva woman who stayed at home and schooled Isaac. His father worked long hours down at the London Harbor to support his family, although a large portion of his earnings went towards purchasing and consuming. Sometimes he would come home drunk after being thrown out of every bar in London and shot at his beloved wife, Isaac's mother. Charlotte. Occasionally, it would escalate to violence and he would beat her savagely. Then, when he was done, he'd force himself upon her in drunk sexual rage. As it so happens, this peculiar night was one of them, those occasions. Isaac just remained quiet, quivering beneath his soiled bedsheets until the screams and loud fangs subsided. Once poor frightened Isaac was finally able to fall asleep, he dreamed of what it would be like to have a friend to play with. So maybe he could laugh and be happy like the other children of London. Luckily for little Isaac, this Christmas Eve marked a big change. When his abysmal loneliness caught the attention of the guardian angel, who then crafted a very special gift for the little sad London boy. As the sun rose on the Christmas morning, Isaac opened his eyes to find a strange little wooden box sitting at the foot of his bed. With eyes widened in awe, he stared at the colorful handcrafted box, wondering who had left it. He was not used to receiving gifts, especially toys. The little toys Isaac did have were the ones he found abandoned in the streets or washed up in the gutters. Isaac scooted up to the foot of his bed in front of the mysterious box and picked it up with both hands. The box was beautifully painted in colorful styles with carvings of hand-happy clowns' faces on the side. There was a tag on the box that simply read, For Isaac. On the top of the box was an engraved text. Isaac squinted his eyes as he sounded out the words. Nothing 
beautiful jacket in a box. He paused. Loving Jack in the Box? Isaac had heard of a Jack in the Box, but never a laughing Jack in the Box. His mind spun with curiosity as he grasped the box, this metal crank. Isaac turned the crank, and the song Pop Goes the Weasel chimed in rhythm with the crank's gyrations. As the song came to its climax, Isaac sang along with the final verse Pop Goes the Weasel. But nothing happened. Isaac let out a sigh. It's broken. He placed the box back down on the edge of the bed and shuffled across this small dusty room to his dresser, where he changed out of his soiled seaclair and into his usual tattered clothes. Suddenly, Isaac heard a loud rattling noise coming from the bed behind him. He spun around to witness the wooden box finally shaking. Then, without warning, the top of the box swung open, and a parade of colorful smoke and confetti bellowed out. Isaac rubbed his eyes in disbelief of what he was seeing. As the smoke cleared, there stood a tall, thin, multicolored clown man with bright red hair, a swirly, rainbow-colored cone nose, and feathery shoulders that sat atop his raggedy and colorful clown outfit. The technicolor clown spread his arms and excitedly announced, Come one, come all, whether big or small, to see the best clown on the wall, the one, the only, laughing jack-in-the-box. Isaac's eyes lit up. Who are you? He asked. The colorful carny stepped down off the bed and with a happy grin said, I'm glad you asked. I'm laughing jack, your new friend for life. I'm magical, I never get tired of playing, I'm a wizard, the accordion, and I adapt and uh, develop with your own changing personality. In other words, whatever you like, I like. Isaac looked up at the mysterious clown man. We're friends, he stuttered. Jack looked at the boy while cocking an eyebrow. Friends? We're best friends. I was specially created to be your not-so-imaginary friend, Isaac. Isaac's jaw dropped. You know my name. Jack let out a whimsical laugh. <laughs> of course I know your name. I know everything about you. So now that the introductions are out of the way, how about you and I play a game of I Spy? Isaac grinned from ear to ear. Really? We could play games? I'd love to. Oh. He paused. Oh, I can't. I have to go downstairs to see Mother for homeschooling and chores. The smile faded into a look of disappointment. Jack placed his hand on Isaac's shoulder and with a warm smile said, It's okay. I'll be waiting right here for you until you get back. Isaac's smile returned as he looked up at his new friend. Just then, he heard his mother's shrill voice calling for him downstairs. Well, I gotta go. I'll see you after I'm done. Okay, Jack? He said as he headed towards the door. Jack smiled. Absolutely, kiddo. Oh, and Isaac. Isaac looked back at Jack, who gave him a wink and said, You should wear that smile more often. It suits you. Isaac grinned happily as he turned and walked out the door. All day, Isaac told his mother about the amazing colorful clown man who came out of the magical box that appeared on the foot of his bed. 
His mother, however, did not believe a word of it. Finally, he persuaded his mother to follow him up to his room so she could behold Laughing Jack for herself. They walked up the stairs and Isaac swung the door open to his room. See, mother, he's right here. Isaac paused as he scanned the room and contained neither magical dancing clown man nor a mysterious wooden box. Isaac Isaac's mother was not amused. She gave Isaac a glare so menacing that his knees and that his knees became weak and his stomach was sick. But the mother, he was smack. Isaac's mother delivered onto him a swift, hard smack across the face. His eyes began to tear up, and his lips began to quiver as he could feel himself about to break down. You stupid, insolent child! How dare you lie to me about such childish idiocy? Why would... Who would want to be friends with a useless worm such as you? You shall remain in your room for the rest of the evening and shall receive no dinner. Now what do you say, you ungrateful wretch?" Isaac managed to swallow the knot in his throat in order to mutter a reply. Thank you, ma'am. His mother glared at, down at him for a moment before leaving the room in disgust. Isaac kneeled down, burying his face in the side of his bed. Streams of tears ran down his cheeks as he began to weep. What's wrong, kiddo? A voice called out. Isaac looked over at the edge of his bed, where Laughing Jack was now suddenly sitting beside him. Where were you? Isaac murmured. Jack ran a, his hand through Isaac's hair to comfort him as he slowly, softly replied. I was hiding. I can't let your parents see me, otherwise they won't let us play anymore. Isaac wiped the tears from his eyes. Look, kiddo, I'm sorry I had to hide, but I'll make it up to you. Because tonight, we can play games and have tons of fun, Jack said, smiling. Isaac looked up at his vibrant pal and silently nodded, as a little smile began to form in the corners of his mouth. That night, Laughing Jack and Isaac played so many fun games. With a wave of his hand, Jack made all of Isaac's tin soldiers spring to life and marched across the room. Isaac was amazed as he watched his toys move around the room on their own. Then, Laughing Jack and Isaac told each other spooky ghost stories. Isaac asked Jack if he was a ghost, but Jack explained that he was more of a cosmic entity of sorts. At the end of the night, Jack reached into his pocket and pulled out an assortment of delicious candy. Isaac was in ecstasy when he popped the first colorful treat into his mouth, as it was the first time tasting something so sweet, Isaac had so much fun and laughed so hard that night that things seemed to be finally looking up for little Isaac, at least until the incident that occurred three months later. It was pleasantly warm and sunny in London that day, which was a bit of a rarity. So with the help of a little certain not-so-imaginary friend, Isaac was able to finish his chores early and was allowed to go outside and play for a bit. Things started simply enough. The duo were back behind the house playing pirates when Isaac spotted a neighbor's cat sneaking into their garden. Yarg! We got an enemy spy off the spark! Starboard bow! 
Isaac yelled, captivated by fantasy and imagination. Yo-ho! I'll get to him, Captain Isaac! exclaimed First Mate Jack in his best hardy pirate accent. Laughing Jack's arm stretched out across the garden and snatched the unsuspecting feline, who began to struggle quite ferociously. Don't let him get away, Jackie, or I'll make ye walk the plank! Isaac antagonized. Jack's grip on the cat tightened as his arms grew and extended like anacondas, wrapping themselves around the wily feline as it struggled for dear life. Jack's arms just kept squeezing the animal, pressing the air out of its lungs. As the once dear house pet's eyes began to bulge out of their sockets, then came a loud snap. Jack quickly released the creature from his grasp as the lifeless spot furry husk thudded against the ground. There was a hushed silence as the two observed the cat's now twisted and mangled corpse. The silence finally broke by uproarious laughter. Coming from Isaac. <laughs> wow, I guess cats really don't have nine lives. <laughs> Isaac exclaimed, nearly teary-eyed from laughter. Laughing Jack began to chuckle as well. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't you get in trouble with your mother if she finds your neighbor's cat dead in your god in her garden? Isaac's laughter quickly subsided. Oh no, you're right. Um, I'll just throw it back into the neighbor's yard. Isaac panicked as he grabbed the neighbor's shovel and scooped up the broken cat's cadaver before lobbing it over the fence back into the neighbor's yard. They quickly went back inside and up into Isaac's room. About an hour later, it came. The ear-piercing squawk of Isaac's mother shrieking his name from downstairs. Neither Jack nor Isaac said a word as he crept downstairs alone to face whatever horrible fate was coming to him. Jack could hear much yelling from downstairs, but couldn't make out what was being said. About 30 minutes Later, a teary-eyed Isaac ascended the stairs back up to the room. Well? Jack asked nervously. Isaac stared at the ground as he spoke. I, I tried to tell her it was you who hurt the cat. She didn't believe me. Said you were real. Jack frowned, knowing this was all his fault. Isaac used his sleeves to wipe away his tears. I'm being sent off to boarding school. I'm leaving tonight, and you can't come with me. Laughing Jack's face turned to shock. What? I can't come? Where will I go? Isaac said nothing, but pointed over at the beautiful colored box from where his friend had originated from. Back in there? But I won't be able to get out until... Jack paused. Isaac looked up at his only friend with tears streaming down his face. Jack... I promise I'll come back for you as soon as I can. Jack looked up at the box, then back at Isaac. And I'll be right here waiting for you, kiddo. Jack smiled as a single tear ran down his cheek. He walked over to the box and with a puff of smoke was sucked back in, unable to free himself until once again opened. That night, Isaac was sent off to boarding school. For the first time, Laughing Jack felt what it was like to be lonely. 
Even when trapped in the box, Jack was able to see things going on around it. So each day, he waited for his friend to return. And each day, the room grew older and dustier. Laughing Jack's once purpose was to be Isaac's best friend for life. And now he had to wait day after day, month after month, to reunite with his special friend. Isaac's parents still lived in the house, but neither came to the upstairs room. The only time they made their presence known was when Jack would hear them fight. Still, Jack's life became one of solitude, loneliness, and disappointment. As years went by, Jack's once vibrant colors began to fade into a monochrome blur of pitch black void and stark white emptiness, trapped all alone, eternal, and hopeless. Thirteen years passed until the night Isaac's father came home, particularly drunk, and got into an argument with his wife, as per usual. Things escalated to a physical violence once again. However, this time, she didn't get back up. Isaac's father had beaten his wife to a dead, bloody pulp and was sentenced to hang at the gallows the next day. With both his parents dead, this meant that the now 20-year-old Isaac inherited the dusty old house that he spent the early half of his childhood in. Laughing Jack was quite surprised when he heard his old friend's footsteps walking upstairs to the attic room for the first time in 13 years. However, it was not the reunion Jack had hoped for. Isaac looked different. Not only was he older, but he looked to as if he seemed to possess this odd grim look on his face. No longer was he this hopeful and curious young boy Jack first met all those years ago. Jack eagerly awaited Isaac's return, releasing him from the prison he had waited in for so many years. But Jack's box sat there, still untouched and unnoticed on a shelf in the corner of the room with all the other dusty, unwanted knickknacks. Isaac had completely forgotten about his old friend, dismissed as some sort of early childhood fabrication. Surprisingly, this made Laughing Jack feel nothing. It was hollow. Thirteen years of waiting and disappointment left a monochrome cloud void of sorrow and self-pity. Jack remained in his box, colorless and without emotion. The next day, Isaac went off to work at his job as an upholster, doing furniture repairs with the good people of London. Jack waited in captivity. Hours later, a drunken Isaac returned home and stumbled up the stairs to his room, but this time, he had a friend with him. His lady friend, Isaac had picked up at a bar earlier that evening. She was beautiful, with flowing blonde hair, sapphire blue eyes, and a smile that could melt hearts. Laughing Jack's attention was drawn to Isaac's guest. Who is this? A new friend? Why does Isaac need new friends? I thought I was Isaac's only friend. Jack thought to himself, within his hellish confinement, Isaac and his lady friend sat down on the bed and chatted about life in London. Isaac made a joke about the weather, and they both laughed. Laughing Jack hissed with envy over Isaac's new friend. Isaac and the girl looked deeply into each other's eyes as they leaned in for a kiss. Locking lips with a passionate swirling of tongues and 
one another's mouth. Jack was perplexed by this strange display of affection, for he had never seen kissing before. As the kissing grew more intense, Isaac ran his head hand along the girl's smooth thigh of her dress. However, his guest just brushed his hand away. Isaac was persistent, though, and once again ran his hand up along her smooth thigh and upper skirt, this time placing his hand upon her silky undergarments. The woman took great displeasure with Isaac's sexual advancements and pushed Isaac away before delivering a hard smack across her, his face. Isaac's eye, eyes darkened as he glared at the woman. His once drunken passion turned into a booze-filled anger. The woman's heart sped up as he saw Isaac's face boil with rage. Stupid whore! Isaac yelled as he smashed his fist into the girl's face. Laughing, Jack's eyes widened as he witnessed the long streaks of red liquid gushing from the girl's nose. What game is this? He thought, his eyes aversion to such violent sights. Isaac firmly clutched the girl's wrist with one hand as he tore the girl's as he tore her undergarments off with another. The terrified girl tried to fight back, but Isaac was overpowering her. He roughly fondled her bosoms before savagely grabbing her hair and forcing his tongue down her, down the sobbing young woman's throat, who responded by chopping down as hard as she could on Isaac's tongue. Jack watched with wide and curious eyes as his old friend released his new playmate and clutched his mouth as it filled with warm red blood. The bright girl fell off the bed and dropped down on the floor as she scurried towards the exit. Isaac quickly lunged forward was able to catch the fleeing plaything by the end of her dress. Reaching back, he wielded a, a, a lead candlestick off the nightstand behind him, and with all his might, bashed in the back of the woman's head, which burst open like a ripe watermelon. Thick blood splattered across the room as the girl's body convulsed on the ground for several seconds. Before going completely still, blood was everywhere. Some droplets even managed to get onto Isaac's laughing jet. Axe Fox, who was very much enjoying the show. For the first time in 13 years, a smile grew and began to creep across Laughing Jack's face, and all of a sudden, a chuckle escaped his whole lips, and another, and another, until Jack was cackling and howling with laughter from inside his sealed box. What a wonderfully fascinating game, Jack thought as he watched the motionless girl's golden blonde hair flow red with blood. As the adrenaline began to mellow, Isaac realized that he had to dispose of the body. He picked up the girl's lifeless corpse and plopped it on the bed. He then left the room, closing the door behind him, locking it before leaving the house. He returned almost a full day later and re-entered the room, bringing with him a metal garbage can and his bag of upholstery tools from work. He then cleared everything off the wooden desk on the wall opposite of the door and dragged the bed with blood, with a bloody corpse on into the middle of the room. This not only gave Isaac room to work, but also gave Ivan Jack a front row seat to the whole spectacle. Jack watched with a big, unbaiting grin as Isaac played his new game with the soiled corpse. Once Isaac was all set up, he got to work. First, he dumped out the contents of his big 
black tool bag onto the work table behind him. An assortment of knives, hammers, pliers, and other tools was now laid out before him. He first picked up the curved upholstery knife, which he used to carefully skin the body. The skin was then placed on racks to be stretched and turned into leather. Once that was put into place, Isaac then used the handsaw to saw off the arms, legs, and head, disturbing the home of several families and maggots in the process. After filling the garbage can with the bleach and other vile chemicals, he submerged the limbs until the meat was stripped off the bones. Isaac fished the bones out of the soupy corpse juice and placed them in the work table. Then, in the cover of the night, he brought the garbage can outside and dumped the rotten remains in London sewers to be swept away into the harbor. For the next three days, Laughing Jack watched with wonderment as the inspired Isaac crafted the once human anatomy into a grotesque armchair abomination. The femur was made into the back legs of the chair, while the tibia, with the feet still attached of course, was made into the front chair legs. A wooden frame was used for the base and backing of the chair, however the rim of the backing was crafted using the spinal column. The arm bones were used as the arms of the chair and were fastened in place by some ribs. The now leathery flesh was sewn onto the seat and backing of the chair, and the golden blonde hair was braided into a lining for the base. Atop of this armchair from hell sat the skull that once belonged to the girl who had the golden blonde hair, the sapphire eyes, and the smile that could melt hearts. Isaac was quite pleased at with his work, and Laughing Jack was too impressed by his old playmate's profound creativity. After that night, Isaac never touched another drop of alcohol again, for he now possessed a much more macabre thirst. In the following weeks, Isaac made several improvements to his little workshop of horrors. He removed the mattress from the bed and put in a row of thick wooden planks in its place, and then he fastened arm and leg restraints to the bottom and sides. This would mean he would be able to entertain his guests for a longer period without them trying any rude escape attempts. Isaac needed only one final thing before planning another grotesque party. He worked on it for a week straight, and carving it out of wood. After a coat of white paint was applied, Isaac's creation was complete. It was a wooden mask, resembling something one will wear to a Benetium Marquesquerae ball. It had a furrowed brow and a long, troll-like nose, and it would allow him to strike fear into the hearts of his beloved guests. With his new face complete and a room transformed into a bloody murder nest, it was finally time for Isaac V. Grossman to bring home a new playmate. The following night, Laughing Jack watched as the masked Isaac Grossman stomped up the stairs, carrying with him a large burlap sack with his newest guest within. He dumped the bag onto the torture bed and out popped up a bound, gagged, and very frightened young boy probably only five or six years old. Isaac quickly undid the boy's bindings and held him down as he restrained his hands and feet to the steel bed frame. Tears streamed endlessly down the boy's helpless face as Isaac laid out the tools on the workbench. Isaac returned wielding a pair of rusty pliers 
and wasting no time, he slid the bottom jaw of the pliers under the boy's fingernail and his right on his right index finger and clamped it tightly. The boy's eyes quivered as he began muttering through his, his gag, begging Isaac to let him go. Isaac smirked as he slowly bent the pliers backward, painfully prying off the first fingernail. The boy screamed through his gag as he writhed in agony on the wooden boards. His finger began to gush with blood. Isaac moved onto the boy's middle finger, firmly grasping the nail with the rusty pliers. Once again, he jerked the pliers back, but this time the nail only tore it off halfway. The boy yelped in pain as his finger twitched and shot with blood. Clamping the half-pried nail off, Isaac Yang gave it another yank. The nail tore off, but not all, but not without taking a good deal of skin tissue with it. Isaac would was a bit rebuffed by the painful sight. Unlike the spying laughing Jack was cackling with joy at the disturbing action as he watched from within his old dusty box. Isaac returned to the workbench and swapped the pliers from the large iron hammer. He then made his way to the foot of the torture bed where with one hand he held down the boy's left leg. He raised the hammer high and above his head as the boy cried and pleaded for mercy through his dirty gag. Then, with all his might, Isaac slammed the hammer down onto the boy's bare kneecap, shattering the bone into gravel with a loud crack. The child convulsed in pain with shrill screams muffled through the cough gag tied tightly onto his face. As the child struggled with intense pain, Isaac placed the hammer down on the woman's bed and returned once more to the workbench, where he equipped himself with a long, sharp knife. Without delay, he began carving the words, Useless Worm, into the child's quivering chest. When he finished the, boy's, when he finished the boy was barely conscious, Isaac knelt down and whispered into the boy's ear, this is what happens with rotten children who make nasty faces at me. The child's eye filled with tears one final time and Isaac began to carve the skin off the boy's face. But to Isaac's surprise, the boy still clung to life. The mutilated child stared up at Isaac with big brown eyes, which, ice, which filled Isaac's black heart with rage and hatred. Even of Without a face, you're still an ugly little shit, Isaac shouted as he picked up the hammer from the foot of the bed and began to bash the poor boy's skull in. He smashed it over and over until it was nothing but a bloody cave-in mass of flesh, pouring with thick red blood oozing out chunks of brain matter. From across the room, Laughing Jack gleefully observed the final, the grand finale, which had lived up to his expectations quite wonderfully. Isaac's next guest was a blind woman whom he had invited over for some tea. It had took her almost five minutes to realize the chair she was sitting on was crafted using human remains, and almost six minutes to find the stairs, only to topple down on them, flailing and screaming like a loon. Isaac decided to end the cruel joke there with a simple ice pick her eye socket. After that, he brought over a little girl whom he forced fed broken glass. 
before using her stomach as a punching bag. As the weeks went by, more and more unlucky souls met their end in Isaac Grossman's attic. And as the mad and Grossman's personality became more dark and sadistic, Laughing Jack's personality followed suit while he rotted within his dusty box until one very cold December night. The rusty nails that were holding up the shelf of the forgotten knickknacks finally gave way and the whole thing plummeted to the ground. Isaac heard the loud thud from downstairs and decided to climb up the attic to investigate. He walked across the blood-stained floor to the attic, over towards the fallen shelf. Isaac brushed aside some of the trinkets and that broke in the crash. When he came across the jack-in-the-box from his childhood, Isaac barely recognized the old tattered box as he picked it up and blew off some of the dust. Then, for whatever nostalgic reason, he decided to grasp the box's rusty plank and began turning it. Horrible off-key pop goes the weasel plank from the worn-out box. As it reached its climax, Isaac swung. Isaac sung along with the final verse. Pop goes the weasel. The top of the box swung open, but nothing happened. It was empty. Isaac expected as much as he tossed the old box in the garbage with the other broken knickknacks. After the mess was cleaned up, he went to open the door and go back downstairs, but it was stuck. Isaac pulled hard, but the door wouldn't budge. Just then, he heard the most horrible, raspy voice call out from behind him. Isaac. A cold jolt ran down Isaac's spine, and the hairs on the back of his neck stood straight up as he slowly turned around. All the way across the room, by the garbage can, stood the nightmarish Laughing Jack. He stood, he was completely monochrome, his mangled black hair hung down in twisted locks, sharp jagged teeth decorated his twisted gray grin, and his arms hung down like a ragdoll, with his grotesquely long fingers nearly scraping the floor. Then, with a bone-chilling raspy voice, the fiendish clown spoke, How nice it is to breathe you free. Did you miss me, Isaac? Isaac was paralyzed in fear. But, but I thought you weren't real. Imaginary, Isaac stuttered. Jack replied with a long, horrifying cackle. <laughs> oh, I'm quite in fact, I've been waiting such a long time for this day to come when I can play with my best friend for life one last time. Before Isaac could reply, Jack's long arms stretched across the room and wrapped Isaac's legs. The twisted, the twisted clown began to pull him closer, dragging him onto the wooden torture bed at Isaac as Isaac's fingernails scraped across the floor. Ignoring the restraints, Jack swiftly grabbed four, three, 
inch long iron nails from the workbench and pressed them straight through Isaac's hands and feet, nailing them into the wooden torture bed. Isaac growled in pain as he shouted at his captor, Ah, fuck you, goddamn clown-nosed freak! Isaac just chuckled as he forcibly held Isaac's head in place, stating, You can't say anything nice. Don't say anything at all. Jack reached his long, crooked fingers into Isaac's mouth, firmly grasping his tongue and stretched it out as far as it could go. The clown reached back and grabbed the long, long sharp knife from the table and slowly began to slice through the meat of Isaac's tongue. Once lopped off, Isaac's mouth began to overflow with blood. Jack responded by shoving a small cylindrical metal tube through Isaac's throat to act as a temporary breathing hole. At this point, Isaac was already in great pain and had his eyes clenched shut to avoid seeing the sickening horrors that were being performed upon his body. Come on, it's no fun if you don't watch. Laughing Jack said playfully, but Isaac kept his eyes tightly shut. Laughing Jack sighed. <sighs> Suit yourself. Jack then forcibly held held open one of Isaac's eyes. He reached back with with his big arm and took out some long pointy fishing hooks from the workbench. Slowly Jack put pushed the sharp end of the hook through the top eyelid straight through the bottom of the eyebrow and out the top, permanently pinning it open. Then he took out the second hook, pushing it through the top the bottom eyelid and pinning it to the cheek. Jack repeated the process to the other eye, and for long, a series of sharp metal hooks made sure Isaac didn't miss out any of the action. Laughing Jack then took the, sharp, the same knife he had used to lop off Isaac's tongue and began to focus on rem the removal of Isaac's lips. Jack carefully sliced two long strips of flesh off of Isaac's upper and lower mouth, causing his teeth and gums to be completely exposed. Looks like someone hasn't been flossing regularly. Laughing Jack cackled under his breath as he reached back and grabbed the hammer. Isaac attempted to mutter something, some kind of beg for mercy. However, only gurgled moans escaped his throat. Jack raised the hammer into the air and with a twisted grin, he slammed it down, giving off a loud crack as the iron hammer shattered Isaac's teeth like brittle clay. Jack dropped the hammer and began to howl with laughter as he tore open Isaac's shirt. Taking the sharpest knife, Jack cut through, cut down Isaac's chest all the way down past the stomach. Isaac groaned with, with sharp stinging pain as the monochrome monster wormed his wretched fingers underneath the skin on Isaac's chest, peeling it back as he was about to perform his horrible live autopsy. First. Jack began to pull out Isaac's intestines. In the same manner, a magician will pull out a series of colorful flops out of his pocket. Then, after snipping off a small length of intestines, Jack pressed one, one end against his cold black lips and began blowing air into the foul organ. Once inflated, he twisted it up and shaped it in, into, a, into the shape of a poodle. And with a loud cackle, Chuckle exclaimed, I can do giraffes too. Isaac ex 
remain still in pain as in, and shock as a clown creature gently placed the macabre balloon animal beside Isaac's head. For his next trick, Laughing Jack reached deep into Isaac's open stomach cavity and yanked out one of his kidneys. Holding it in his hand, Jack turned to his captive friend and shrugged, stating that kidneys really aren't my thing. Tossing the organ aside, Laughing Jack noticed that Isaac was beginning to drift into death. Feeling tired already? Why we're nearly at the grand finale! Laughing Jack exclaimed as he reached into his sleeve and pulled out a large adrenaline needle. He saw the perfume right up! Jack shouted as he slammed the needle into Isaac's retina and ejected the liquid into his right eye socket. Jack wheeled and twisted the needle further into his old playmate's eyeball as Isaac was reeled in back into reality to feel to the feeling of a need of a sharp needle scrape in the back of his eye socket. With a sinister chuckle, Jack yanked the needle out, pulling the eyeball out with it. Isaac's right eye now hung out of its socket by the ice dog as it dribbled down the side of his face. Jack smirked. Well, now that I have your full attention, the insidious clown then took his long, crooked index finger and poked a hole in Isaac's stomach. Jack lowered his head down towards the open chest cavity and stretched his mouth open wide. Within seconds, a torrent of filthy cockroaches started crawling out the clown's gullet, spilling into Isaac's open chest. Each vile roach crawled and pushed its way into the small opening of Isaac's stomach, filling it with in full of disgusting writhing bugs. As his stomach began bloating with bugs, the roaches began to scurry up his throat, squeezing their way out of his mouth and nasal cavity. Isaac was inches from death, but his captor kneeled beside him and spoke in his ear. It's been a blast, kiddo, but it looks like our time together is about to No need for tears, though, because I plan to spread my friendship to all the lonely kids in the world. And with that said, Laughing Jack reached into Isaac's chest and yanked out his still beating heart. As his life bled out on the cold wooden bed, Isaac's life flashed before his eyes. He saw his mother, his father, the boarding school, his victims, and the last thought that fluttered through his mind was that of a very special Christmas where he woke up to find the beautifully handcrafted wooden box that contained his first friend. There are rumors that when the police finally found Isaac Grossman's rot and maggot infested corpse weeks later on Christmas Eve, that even his face has been bashed and torn to bits. He almost looked happy. That, my friends, is the origin of Laughing Jack. I hope you guys survived this story as a Halloween treat. 
and I'm sorry that I wasn't able to do a review of the latest chapter of One Piece regarding the Devil Fruit Awakenings, but I do promise that I will be making an episode about this either tomorrow or on Wednesday. But thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and this is my longest one that I've ever done for this year. And to end this episode, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, Keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you next time for a brand new episode, either Monday or Wednesday. Happy Halloween, everybody!